What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Jim and Brother Dave, and Super Dave, you had a week off. Welcome back, buddy. I had three days off. Honey <laughs> <laughs> ho, neighbors. You were not at the last podcast. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> so welcome back. Morning, everybody. Good morning, Jose. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say anything this morning. At he least did, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Somebody said something, and I didn't hear him answer yeah. back. He was waiting for you, SD. So <laughs> one thing we all notice right away when we walk in this room is we have we now have an American flag and a Colorado flag. And not only do we have flags, they're big. They're like the ones we had in school. They're from, you know, they're probably six feet high and almost touching the floor. Not touching the floor, almost. Makes me feel so. like we're in the Oval Office here. Right? Yeah, right? yeah. It makes me feel like saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Me too. So, Maybe we should do that. Let's do it. All right. I pledge, pledge allegiance, allegiance to, to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Man, I got goosebumps. Ooh, that's good stuff. Love right. that. Especially with the flags. Yeah. 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 I, I did happen to know, so that the eagle on top, it's not quite that attractive, <laughs> but because the, the looked, eagle is pristine and... I don't know, like, that's, looks like a weird crane or something. Right, it's got the neck on it, a little. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a giraffe? Not, not making fun of it because yeah. it's just beautiful. But yeah, it looks yeah. like a cormorant standing up on a rock <laughs> and waving its wings. That's that's what I meant. Now the crane, a cormorant. There you go. Figures you would know that. So, good job. Good job. Hey, as a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not the opinion of JFW. It's just the opinion of the four men in this room. So Amen. say what you want, guys. Nobody could sue us. Amen. <clears throat> Episode 34 stats. We had 356 downloads. I like that. I think, you know, 350 should be our benchmark. Anything less than that, I'm a little disappointed. I would like to see 500 a week. I remember our goal was 250 when we were having about 60. Right. You know, so that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah and if we're, I mean, what are we at? 150 employees, 149 employees or something like that, mm-hmm. guys? If we're... If we're reaching that, we're reaching all our guys, and we're doubling that. So right. good good stuff. Yep, uh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, we're at 10.6 thousand downloads. Canada and Australia, they've been pretty faithful. So I don't know. I'm still wondering who's in Canada. If you're in Canada, shoot me an email, jam at jfwtrucking.com. I want to know who you are. Yeah. Australia, that's, that's Kevin Palmer. He's still listening. That's Scooby's buddy. <clears throat> and then uh, we picked up the Czech Republic and France again. Oh, they were wow. they were regular listeners, so same thing. Shoot me an email if you're from the Czech Republic or France. I'd love to know who you are. Some, yeah, some. absolutely, and I hope you're enjoying the show. Hopefully, we keep yep. you entertained. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's Czech what truckers, huh? Yeah. And, and make you safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely. And improve yeah. your culture. i got to give a shout-out to Steve Schwegler because he reached out to me a couple <laughs> weeks ago. I didn't say anything last week, but <laughs> about explaining about the liberals. That's Steve's words. Not uh-huh. mine, but uh, yeah. Shout out, Steve. Hope you're doing well up there in Wisconsin. Up in Wisconsin, eh? Eating some some uh-huh. cheese curds, eh? Uh-huh. A <laughs> little bit of feedback from episode 34. Lauren Nahara, Paco's wife, wants to know, when is BD running for office? <laughs> After his amazing speech and presentation of facts on the podcast last week, 
I'm ready and willing to jump on <laughs> campaign management and fundraising ASAP. Uh, Let me know so I could start blasting it all over social media. Yeah, yeah so, right. Yeah. I, I, I called him last <laughs> night for some voting information. I know you got some voting information from him. And when I called him, Jam, I said, hey, what's up, President Dave? Huh. Or as JR would say, Chief Dave. Chief Dave, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I just gave him my ballot. Here, send this in for me. No, I'm just right. kidding. But uh, pretty cool. Uh, I did see BD. He uh, recruited Dustin Romero Jr. and got him to to, uh, register to vote right here at JFW. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Thanks for bringing that up, Jim. Yeah. Uh, Anybody that's not registered to vote, swing by the office. I will help you register to vote. You can can register to vote today and vote today. I mean, you can... If you're not registered, get with me. I'll help you register, and you can vote. I mean, when he says "help you," you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and who who all got their ballots, Dave? The, yeah, the right? initial ballots. I mean, if right. you've got your ballots and you need help filling them out, or you have any questions, or yeah. please do it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Or, yeah, or yeah reach out, yeah. and I'll I'll give you my advice. Not yes. not yeah. what to put in there, but yeah, give me my two cents worth. And the, I know a little bit about the primaries because we just researched it, and right. you know, try to pick what we thought was the best and who we think might have a chance of beating uh, the other team in the, right. in the general election. Yeah. So Yeah, super yeah. excited to see who turns out on top here in the primaries yep. and then who's who's going to go at it for that November election. Yeah, I'm also interested what you brought up. Did I interrupt you, Jim? I feel no, like I cut no, you off. No, okay. I, no, I just <laughs> wanted to get the, the ballot information out. Yeah. We weren't talking about the ballot. So, yeah, yeah good stuff, Jim. Go I, uh, I'm interested to see the deal on the independence because you were talking we have the majority of people registered in colorado right now are independent nobody wants to be an affiliate to any party and i can understand why yeah it's like sure. we want to vote the way we want to vote but to put my name behind the actual party when we don't believe in everything the candidates right. may say it gets kind of tough to put your name there yeah. so well, i've got a beef you know one of my pet peeves for many 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 years is Right or left aside, I don't really care right or left, but if you're complaining about the way things are or the way things are being run Mm -hmm. and you don't vote, then put a cork in it. You know, you don't have a right to complain about this or that unless you're actually voting and and participating in what's, you know, what the decisions are being made. Yeah, that that was kind of why when I saw... uh, I call him Dustin Jr., but he's not a junior. But anyway, little Dustin in the shop, which is right. giant Dustin compared to me. Uh, <laughs> great kid. And anyway, you know, he just turned 18 here a while back, right? Just mm-hmm. recently. And when I saw him, I'm like, hey, it just popped in my head. Are you registered to vote? Because his dad, Dustin, had explained how he had a car pull up next to him. Well, this was several months ago. It may even have been this winter. He had a, a hitch flag that... I hope I don't screw the story up. I want to say it was either the don't tread on me flag Mm -hmm. or maybe the blue stripe. It was the blue stripe flag. Okay. Had the blue stripe flag. And this carload of people pulled up next to him and started calling him racist and white supremacist. And I mean, just slandered the heck out of him because he had a blue stripe flag. Wow. All that blue stripe flag means is he supports the police and first responders. Right. That is it. Yeah. What's the first thing anybody does when there's emergency? They call the cops. 911, right? Who are those people? Those are our first responders. Right. If you don't support them, man, we're 
Again, here, here's my soapbox. We're, just, we're not even five minutes in, and we're soapboxing it. I'll, I'll, I'll bow out, but I mean, we got to support those people. Yeah, and I, you know, Dave touched on it just now. I was going to say not to stay, you know, not to be neutral, but you can't make a difference without voting, right? You know, you, you said it, Dave. Whether you whether you Democratic, Republic, whatever, go vote. Yeah, you know, make mm-hmm. make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I know if you want to talk a little bit. You know, uh, on the Dems, you know what they what they said and what happens after they get in the office that will happen for either party, and that's right. the disappointing thing of of the thing they sell us. But you still can't make a difference unless you're voting. Yeah, and that's kind of is a disappointing thing. I mean, just looking at the ballot, like there wasn't somebody that I'm like, wow, this guy or right. or girl is just super amazing. Right. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah, I mean yeah, the one the you one, mentioned it a few uh, a while ago. We we need good people to vote for, and I'm not saying everybody on the ballot's not good, but we need good people. We need, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And to to me, it's kind of a unless you have that, I don't know, personality. It's it's probably a thankless job, mm. you know, and because you can't really, even if you listen to the people, I'm not sure you can get it pushed through. Because you're fighting that party, you're fighting fighting the political machine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to talk about it later in the podcast, Jim. But there's no way they can make everyone happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? The, right. One party's in control right now. The other party's not happy. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's it. it yeah. Yeah. It, there it, is that has to be a very thankless job. Yeah, right? and there is no unity. Even even right. even you know as we talk about it later in the podcast. Even if it's not the best for everybody, there still should be a unity because that's what we're go- what that's what we're looking yeah. for, and yeah. we're a divided country right yep. now. Yep. Yeah. You know, just like you said, let's defund the police, and I don't want to get crazy on that. But who's the first person you call? Right. Yeah. You know, and and that's mama. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you get back. I mean, this is so corny, and and we've used the phrase, you know, dealing with people, or you know, throughout the years here. But you know, back to the Star Trek Spock phrase. You know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, right? I mean, that's that's just a fact. Yeah. You, you have to take care of the masses, and the rest are kind of fallout, which is a horrible description. It hurts it's, when you're the few. Right. It yeah, does. It does. It does. Yeah, great, it's, great it's way to look at it, It's not a feel-good, you know, whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> but can you look past that? You know right. what I mean? To, to see that, that's I think that's what more we would ask for. Sure. Yeah. Good talk, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> See everybody next week. Yeah, right. just kidding. Uh, before we get too much further into the podcast, uh, we would like to clarify something a little bit. Two podcasts ago, we started talking about the Frito Lay Hall, and uh, I think we 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 painted a bad picture of one of our teammates, and that was Johnny Beret. Johnny Beret is a rock star. You know what we had to say about Frito should be no reflection on Johnny. We didn't mean it. Uh, to reflect Johnny, and he does an absolute amazing job. So, just wanted to clear clear that up real quick. Yeah, he's he's also a trainer, Jam. Right. Every person we've interviewed here with our culture interview has done nothing but praise his training abilities, how patient he is, and yeah, yeah. I mean, hands down, like you said, those were perfect yeah. words. That was no reflection on Johnny. Nah. Yeah, and he he even took the time we mentioned it. He he met with us all, you guys, yeah. a couple days ago. Um, you know, had it planned to meet with him last week and couldn't put it together, but he at least made a phone call speaking to his character right. and wanted to meet with us. Yeah. He was upset, yeah. you know, so, and, and we talked about it together and all, 
you know, got our feelings out as such and, and, and go on. Not only that, but he brought, he brought evidence to the table of some things that are going on at Frito that we didn't know about, but now we could change for, for the next guy. So thank you, Johnny. You did a great job. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. Johnny. Good, good to talk to you and see you the other day. Good dude, man. Before we get into the dad joke challenge last week, uh, Emilio Contreras gave me a dad joke and he was so happy that we mentioned him on the podcast. <laughs> he drew us this picture. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't that cool? So that is awesome. I mean, it's a smiley face on a house, but then there is a truck and trailer on the bottom. But yeah, I, mean, See? I, I thought that was so cool. Isn't that's that cool? JFW, the house yeah. and yeah. the trucks. And, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, we we smiling. should put that on the fridge downstairs. Yeah. yeah. Should. Right? yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. The smiley face is uh, the sunrise that Marty and John talk about every morning. There you go. <laughs> cool. There you go. Right See? Yep. yep. I just made that up. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I always get my dates confused, but last weekend was Father's Day weekend, and my wife bought me a pair of shorts. So I look at them, I'm like, babe, these aren't cargo shorts. What's a dad without cargo shorts? And she told me a stylish one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't remember where I was reading it, but it was a hack, and it was something about style as, as bad as your grandfather's cargo shorts and i'm like when did cargo shorts go out of style yeah they're they're yeah it's all i own is cargo <laughs> me shorts. too david i i ran across something the other day it was like yeah you just shouldn't wear them anymore you know it's man i mean where would you where would you did put you your that, Dave? that ship sailed <laughs> where would you put your your spare magazines you know, right. right never mind what books are you reading <laughs> Uh, it's time for the dad joke challenge. Right? Right. Well, we've been talking about the government and stuff. Have you heard about uh, NASA and uh, how does NASA throw parties? Oh, man. Got to have something to do with up in space. Yeah. <laughs> they plan it? <laughs> Good one. Did, do you know what they did with their uh, claustrophobic astronaut? <laughs> what? He just needed space. Ooh, yeah. Uh, we always get the twofer with Jim. Like <laughs> those two went together. They did. They did. I have seven here, man. I'm going to roll them all. <laughs> I printed a page. I was running so far behind and so discombobulated this morning. Man, we got and seven. I was so disappointed because I'm like, wait a minute. Last week, we didn't say to have a good Father's Day because it was coming up. Huh. So we're behind. So I have literally seven Father's Days they're kind of one-liners, right? Mm, okay. And I'm sure you guys will all get a couple of them. But what are Dad's favorite Father's Day treats? What? Come Cookies, on. popsicles, uh, <laughs> right? Popsicles. What do hermit crabs do on Father's Day? Hide. <laughs> they celebrate. Oh. <laughs> Good Better one. stop right there. No way. <laughs> Why do dads, you guys will all get this one because this has been on a couple times, I think. Why do dads bring an extra, extra pair of socks hole to play golf on Father's Day? <laughs> hole in one. In case they get a hole in one, right? <laughs> I try to ruin it. <laughs> How did the pig wake up his dad on Father's Day? Hmm. Man, these are good. <laughs> Oinked at him. Well, of course, with hogs and kisses. <laughs> oh, man. Why wasn't one Father's Day gift better than the other? 
Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Those are some good ones. It was a tie. <laughs> All right. All right. I only got two left. Where do dads go to dance on Father's Day? Dave, you were just talking nope. about it earlier. They go to the golf club. <laughs> you guys had to see him dancing. When he <laughs> it. it was kind of like the gopher in Caddyshack. Right. Yeah. Is what he looked like. Great description. Uh, yeah. That's right, Walker well, Paco. White men can't dance. <laughs> if I ever got a hole in one, I would dance at the golf club. I would club. too, yeah. All right, last one. How do dads like their steak on Father's Day? Yes. You're pretty close, Jim, on a plate. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. All right, that's it. I'm out. Well, and I can't follow any of those. uh, (laughs) You know, it's been kind of hot lately, so let's let's cool off. What's the difference between a male and a female snowman? Snowballs. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I was going. going. (laughs) Uh, All right, well, let me hit you up with another one. (laughs) He's got a second. Why was the baby strawberry crying for his mother? Crying. Mm. Don't know. He was very upset. He was in a jam. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. That's a good one. Nice. That is a good one. All right. Way to rally on the dad jokes. New new, new teammates this week. We got Hugh Chi Lee. Welcome, Hugh. And he's uh, training with... Um, tofu, tofu, yeah. Yep. Train yep. with tofu, yeah. Yep. They're nice. they're fishing yep. buddies, I guess. Nice. Um, and uh, tofu was funny because he he told me about hoochie. He referred him, and he goes, "I I just call him hoochie," and he goes, "I don't know if that's what he wants to be called." And so I I in the interview I was like hoochie. <laughs> he's like, "You can just call me Hugh." There Hugh, you okay, yeah. Hugh. Ah, that's good. Yeah celebrations well before we get into we got a big celebration super dave and jackie had their 36 year anniversary yesterday sir (laughs) sir proud of that yeah yeah congratulations jackie you've been married longer than an average age of drivers in the fleet (laughs) (laughs) yes sir that's awesome Uh, congrats congrats jackie birthday celebrations doug beers and serge v shared a birthday on well, on tomorrow. <laughs> on tomorrow, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do kind of look alike. Yeah, they Happy do. birthday, you guys. <laughs> and then family birthday celebration. We had uh, Adam's daughter, Abigail. She has a birthday this week. And then Anthony's wife, Mary, I guess he calls her Beans. She has a birthday this week. She already received her, her gift and card from us. And she was super thankful for a birthday card and gift. And Anthony was grateful that we sent it out as well. So... Again, I think that program, out of out of all the programs we come up with, that is one of the more liked ones by yeah, everybody. Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, you can't, you almost can't go wrong it's, with just giving. It's no. just so thoughtful, yep. you know, to to respect everybody's family members. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mary. Yeah, happy birthday, Abigail, and 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 Beans. Oh, yeah, Beans, <laughs> Abigail. <yep. laughs> you guys got nicknames for your wife? I do not, <laughs> except for honey. Uh, I call mine baby. <laughs> <laughs> they got nicknames for you, don't they? <laughs> yeah. I am just, I know when not to say something. <laughs> Does she listen? No. 
Okay, you can say it. <laughs> that was my one dad joke I told you guys at the, oh, yeah. at the party, right? <laughs> what an yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my wife still thinks I'm sexy every time I walk by. She goes, look at that ass. <laughs> That's funny. Shout outs. Andrew Fetner wants to give a shout out to Benny for leaving his truck cleaner than he did. Ah, cool. And then uh, Ray Ray, he wants to give a shout out to... Rosario for helping him clean up at Wilbur Vault. I guess he had a little bit of a spill. And then he's also a little late, but wanted to make it a point to give a shout-out for Father's Day for all the dads putting in mad hours for their loved ones and children. So, All the dads and moms that are here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Pretty cool. And, and sons and daughters. Right? Yes. So, yeah, yeah. shout-out to everyone. Yeah, I thought Animal had a good shout-out on Facebook. Um, he said a shout-out to Happy Father's Day to all those dads out there. And then he said, "And all those for all those single moms that are going it alone, because they're dads too." Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, that's, that's I cool. mean that's that's pretty, pretty inclusive. I mean, we do have Mother's Day, you know. Never yeah. mind, expressed opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Ray. I feel like just the the reaction yeah, on your was... face, like we all looked at you, like what the hell are you talking? About? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like an outcast. <laughs> I just feel, and this is my express opinion, we're, we're not a, I mean, I love single moms. I was raised by a single mom for a while. I married a single mom. I have a soft spot for single moms. We have Mother's Day for them. Mm. You know what I mean? And we should have Single Moms Day or something like that. Father's Day is for fathers. <laughs> I, I just have to back up. I know you married a single mom. Have you ever married a married mom? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> I bet somebody has. Uh, oh, man. That I was felt, almost a dad joke, wasn't it? I felt really positive about this podcast, like the first five minutes, but 20 minutes in, and I'm like, oh, boy, yeah. this is going to be a long one. I think I'm so tired, I'm actually, like, delirious. delirious? Yeah, I think you are, too. <laughs> Seven dad jokes. Right. I want to give a shout-out to Ray. I happened to be in Brighton after work last night. You're not going to believe it, but the Jeep, the thermostat, I think, is starting to stick. Again. Oh, man. Yeah. It was, was that the fourth go, one jam or something? I mean, it's just ridiculous. That's, that's know, a so. Jeep thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wouldn't understand. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. We don't understand. Yeah. If you only change your thermostat like once every 10 years, you don't understand this. Cause <laughs> I just need to have like three boxes in the Jeep. But anyway, I pulled over by this convenience store and. I want to make sure the antifreeze level was good, and I jumped up on the on the bumper, and I'm looking in there, and here comes this pickup truck. Just, well, hey man, you all right? And I look, and it's Ray. Mm. <laughs> I can't go anywhere in that. There thing, wasn't right? a thundering crowd of motorcycles behind him. No, he was in the pickup with um with his his lady's daughter Mia, real cute little girl. I had Bella with me, you know. So nice. Yeah, it's two dads and their daughters. Yeah. And, yeah, just making sure he made sure we were okay. So Very cool. That's pretty cool. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. Thanks for looking out for the family. Yep. John Moore wants to give a shout out and a thank you to JFW for a birthday card and Amazon gift. And thank you, Mike Bortz, for helping me replace some mud flap. Very cool. So, good job, Mike. Mud flaps are easily done with a helping hand. That's one of those things where teamwork really does yes, make a sir. difference. And it makes it fast, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It really does. Yeah. You could do it on your own. I've done them by myself. Yeah. But when you have somebody, it's literally five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yep. yeah. If that person knows how to hold the wrench, you're good to go. Uh, JFW wants to give a shout-out to Austin Lovejoy. He actually stopped and helped a lady change a flat tire. 
she made it a point to contact us on Facebook and let us know about it. I mean, that's just the old school, you know, the the Knights of the Road. Yep. You know, yeah, the, the trucker helping the four-wheeler, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, good stuff. <clears throat> and then uh, we also had a plumbing company come by and give us a quote on repairing a water line. Uh, the, the owner of the company, he bragged up and down how amazing our trucks are going up and down Highway 85. He lives in Henderson, and his shop is on uh, County Road 895. His name is Mike, and he probably puts on 600 miles a week going up and down 85. Mike said our trucks are clean and courteous. How amazing is that? Very right, cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, Jam, I can't. I mean, he told Dave on the phone. I met him here. He right. bragged some more. And, and you guys, it just, you may, when we're doing it right, we make such a difference because we stand out from all the rest. Oh yeah, because it because we're doing it right, you know. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> as you read all these, Jam, I just wanted to throw something else out. We've been we went back to to doing uh, the reviews with the the new guys after thirty days and talking about their trainers and stuff like that. And you guys, we ask them, you know, how is your trainer? You know, how's your experience with JFW so far? Do you you know do you need some help with something? Have you you know who's your go to person? Who do you call and stuff like that? And I, I can't think of one person that hasn't said that whenever they run into one of their teammates that they're helpful, they're polite, how are you doing? I mean, it's not, it's what I'm getting at is they almost don't even have to ask. We're trying to help. You guys are trying to help being out there. And man, you guys, it just, it, it works when we do it right. And, and thank you guys. Yeah. Another guy made the comment like, I thought it was going to be a lot harder coming into a new place and developing relationships and there was going to be a lot of super truckers here that don't want to help and kind of leave you stranded and you're on your own but it's it's the opposite and that tells me our culture is working yeah 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 that the plumber that you talk about jam when we kind of got hooked up with him from a friend of a friend for some problems we're having here at the office and I, i i called and left him a voicemail he called me right back, and I just said, "Hey, this is David JFW." He didn't, you know, I didn't elaborate anything, and he, uh, we had our conversation. He said, "Okay, I think I can make it by, you know, this day or whatever." And he said, "Text me your information, your address, and you know." So I put out on the text, "JFW Trucking, Commerce City," you know, the address, yada yada yada, and it wasn't five minutes, and the phone rang, and you know, I, I didn't have him in my phone yet, but I answer it. Right. My phone rings, I answer. It doesn't matter what who's calling, you know. So anyway. I'm like, hey, this is Dave. He goes, hey, this is Mike. You just sent me a text. I'm the plumber that's going to come out and look at your building there. And I'm like, oh, hey, Mike, you know, what's up? And he goes, what, uh, what's your position there? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> what's wrong? You know what I mean? Because that's usually how those conversations start, right. right, when something's wrong. Right. And I said, I'm one of the owners. And uh, he's like, okay. So he said, you've, you've, you've worked there a long time. And I'm like, yeah, one of the owners grew up doing this. I've had one job my whole life. Yeah, right? And that's when he went into that story. But, I mean, he sure kind of got my, my heart rate elevated, like, uh, what's my position? You know, like, right. oh, this isn't going to be good. And, you know, what, I, what, what kind of impressed me about him is he said if I didn't have anything good to say, he said I'd just come do whatever work you need to be done and I'd get out of there. He said, I share what's good. He goes, if it's bad news, he said, I wouldn't have ever shared. So yeah, and when pretty, he when he when he cool. got here too, Dave, and we, I chatted with him. 
he was like, you know, I, I'm just a nobody. You know, I don't count because he's, you know, he is like four plumbing trucks. But that was back to that thing that, you know, I'm a nobody. And I said, you are absolutely not a nobody. You're the public out on the road with us, and we've impressed you. So, and if we can impress one pe- one person, how many other people are we able to impress? Yeah. You know what's funny about that, Jim? Because I didn't know how big their company was size-wise, which truly doesn't matter. I kind of thought it was a little bigger than that. Mm-hmm. What I'm leading up to, though, is in our conversation, he asked how many trucks we had, and I told him 97. And he goes, you know, as courteous and as hard as you guys work, he said, I'll never go out of a biz- out of business because I screw up a plumbing job, meaning, you know, I, I yeah. bent the pipe the wrong way. Or even if I have a leak, he said, we can repair the basement. He said, what's going to put me out of business is one of my guys driving one of my plumbing trucks crash and put me out of business. You know, he's he's got four guys that he's worried about. You know, in the big scheme of things, that's a lot of worry, but it's the same worry, and that's not even his industry. And not his right. business. Right. We're worried about it because it's our business. That's that's just a collateral piece of him having to do a plumbing business or run sure. a plumbing business. So kind of interesting when you look at it like that. His biggest concern about running his plumbing business is not crashing his trucks. <laughs> driving. Right? right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that... I mean, it's kind of amazing. That's his biggest concern, not the plumbing. The plumbing's we, easy. Yeah. We need to hook him up with Monarch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he asked. Yeah, he asked about yeah. that gem yeah. and, and what, you know, I think you mentioned that, you know, he might be a little small for such an expensive system, but if it works, it works. If it, if it gives him a peace of mind, why not? It won't be that expensive with four trucks. Right. <laughs> it's right. expensive right. with 97, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 103, we actually have 103 cameras on the road between... Yeah. The service yeah. trucks and the pickups. and You know, honestly, though, Jam, it's it's always percentage. Right. You know what I mean? That yeah. It could be just as expensive for his four as it is for our... It's the same percentage. Right. But you know not what I mean? more like, expensive. If it's 8% yeah. of our cost, it's going to be 8% of his cost. Right. And right? that's what the insurance is about. Yeah. Protecting yeah. your assets, yeah. right? So. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, we had a big, long talk about that as well. I mean, it, I feel like I talk about those cameras a lot. It's just so exciting that with that artificial intelligence... How we can, how we have become and are becoming proactive mm-hmm. with those cameras. I've noticed a difference. I feel like uh, guys are improving, mm-hmm. you know. But we're also we're also figuring out who's not, right? You know, and right. we're identifying them as problems, and we're doing something about it. Yeah. So, yep. But I think uh, it, it it's pretty tough. I mean, just because we're on that subject, Jam, it's it's pretty disheartening when you have people that are complaining about the camera and not willing to change. Right. It's, it's disheartening. Yeah, cuz the the you know when we've talked to other people, you know, about other places they've worked and had the camera and how they view the camera, how that company, you know, uses the camera. It's not how we're using the camera. Right. You know, right. And, it's and not a punishment to no, no, and 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 I don't remember who we were talking to, but the gentleman was like if you're if the camera's talking to you, you are doing something wrong. Yeah. Right. You know, after all his years of experience, it's like, it's not. And he said, I don't really have the camera talk to me, but if I did, I'm doing it wrong. I'm too yeah. close. Yeah. You know? I loved the one guy, Jim, that he said when he gets in his personal car and he's driving home, he's he finds himself counting now. Nice. The following distance yeah. from the car he's behind. Great. To get that following distance better. Yeah. You know, and I, I just looked up. I, I forget one of you two. I definitely know Mikey saw the video, but... I just looked up some of the statistics on following too close, and we had talked about that at the one safety meeting on Monday that we had. And, uh, yeah, those those numbers are staggering. I think it was 15, 
percent of the accidents are fatal, right? Well, nine percent are fatal. Ah, fifteen percent of all accidents are following too close. So wow. speed or no speed, ah. you know. And they just went over a deal in. It happened to be a statistic in Hawaii was just where they did the 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 footage or the the article that I read or video actually that I watched, and uh, they they took this. It was a former policeman, and now he's a, a driving instructor over there in Hawaii. But they took on one of their their interstates. And they just went over all the following distance, how all accidents could be avoided if you had proper following distance. Right. You know, everybody had, the minute that car slows up in front, you have that oh shit moment where you just pound the brakes and then it's just a chain reaction all the way down. Mm-hmm. Where if you had that four second buffer, right. you'd just slow, you know, or you'd have that distance. Everyone would have that distance. Yeah. When we talk about leave yourself and out, everybody yeah. thinks right and left. Correct. But if you have good following distance, you have a big out right yes. in front of you. Yeah. So good yeah. point, Dave. Thank yeah. you. I had an interesting talk with a driver last night. It, it was actually a write-up. And I know you really wished you were there too, Jam, but it, it was just the two of us. But uh, we started out by saying, you know, you're he's a young guy, okay, a newer driver. And uh, so he's got a lot of alerts, and he's actually on the lower end of our, our – uh, gauge uh, with the cameras and and our uh, our system there but i said to him i said you know when you have a career behind you your career is going to be different from mine your experience as a trucker as a driver is going to be different from mine i said you know in the old days we were wild we i remember going through denver in the left lane 70 miles an hour in a 55 you know and nobody would be in front of you you rebel you just buzz right through town. And, and I said, you've got to be better than that because you can't do that. The world is different today. There's three times more cars. You know, there's all of the, the lawsuits going on. The dangers are so incredibly huge. You have to be better than that. You have to be the driver that doesn't speed, that doesn't follow too close, that isn't distracted. Otherwise, your career is not going to be very stellar you know and and it will be short-lived and he understood he was like i get it i said you know you talk to these old guys and they're talking about driving for 20 hours straight or you know making it 600 miles in three hours or something like that and i said (laughs) it's different now you cannot be that driver yeah and you're spot on dave he he got it he got it yeah i'm glad uh glad he received that all well for sure Mm -hmm. I like the guys that complain about the cameras but are changing. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're throwing a fit, but it's actually making them better anyway. And my hope is they share that stuff with their family. Like, you're talking about the guy that's counting in his personal car? Yeah. Great. I hope you tell your wife and kids about that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah, one of, the, one of the guys we also spoke with, you know, when he talked about that, that he just backs off, not getting much alerts. And he said one of the frustrations. He said he had to mention, though, that he still loved driving. I mean, I remember that comment that he just still loved driving. And one of the frustrating things was he talked about when he leaves that space that all the cars fill that space. That's Mm -hmm. still frustrating for him. But he ended it with, you know, what do do I lose? A few seconds? What does that matter? Mm -hmm. You know, so it was that that end thing of him mentioning that, that it... Those few seconds just doesn't matter that those couple cars cut you off. That's, yeah. that's you know, a I really hope, that. yeah, the guys read the safe city driving tips that's been included in our driver's manual for about <laughs> 20 years now <laughs> yeah. that we got out of 10-4 magazine. But it, it puts the numbers down, and it actually, you know, 
illustrates for the drivers that it doesn't matter, Jim. No. You know, you won't lose a load. You won't be late for your delivery. But it yeah. happens. Yeah, you won't get a speeding ticket. You won't be in <laughs> right. an accident. Won't cost mm-hmm. you money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's you won't get called in on. You won't lose your bonus here. Like, it just <laughs> right. goes on and on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same with speeding. If you are doing the speed limit or, you know, you, you roll into, you know, a speed zone or something like that and you drop it down and you do that speed limit, you don't get a speeding ticket. It just, you can't get a speeding ticket. Yeah. You know, it just, yeah. You can't do it. Nope. Let's see here. Um, this is the last week for the Bless My Block outreach uh, event that Pacona's wife were part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a $100 donation last nice. week. Somebody donated 100 bucks, so thank awesome. you. And it, it was anonymous and you know pretty classy, so thank you for that. And then uh, we wanted to talk about the permanent slip seat positions. We had four people volunteer for that. Three of them actually became a slip seat. The other one didn't understand the permanent part, but that that seems to be working. Uh, so if you're st- if you're in the fleet and you're interested and you're thinking about it, I did have a driver hit me up yesterday. We still have some some positions open to do that, but you got to understand it does take you off the list for the truck, or you're going to give up your truck. So that yeah, makes it a permanent slip yeah. seat driver doesn't yep. mean doesn't mean forever I right mean, you cannot be there's a way not to be a permanent slip seat driver you just go to the back of the list again yeah you know? but yeah. it's not like yeah i want to be a slip seat until a truck is available well you're doing that now <laughs> you and know? that you lose the two percent i mean it, do, it doesn't you would, stay on there because you right. you did it yep. so you would go back you would go back to your to your base rate so but if you you know let's say you were first on list and you got a truck you you get a truck it's your permanent truck but it's two percent <clears> less right yeah. Unless you say, I want that truck, I'll stay a slip seat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. absolutely. So yep. I'm interested to talk to these guys at the end of the week once they've done it for a full week and see how it went for them. And, you know, they notice the difference in their paycheck. And, yeah. you know, did they enjoy it? Were there any problems? Stuff like that. So yeah. I think it's a good I, program. Jim, I know after doing the math <clears throat> on our, our increase January 1st, you know, that when we took that million bucks and spread it across – Everyone's salary three percent on a driver on average is seven to ten thousand dollars annually. Wow! So that two for some reason I was thinking two and a half percent. Is it two percent? I think it's two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, I said two and a half two, percent. Dave, yeah. Okay, yeah, two and a half. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, you're 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 pushing yeah. that seven thousand mark for sure annually, right. just for not having a truck. That's yeah. You know, I I like it. You yeah. Know, and, and uh, the one driver was like, yeah, I want to do it because I've been able to meet a lot of people doing this. And I like meeting people. And you get to yeah. meet, meet the person to the left and the right of the truck you're taking. Exactly. And, that yeah. was great, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah. love that, Jeff. That yeah. was Gilbert. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been a little, he's, he's starting to come a little bit more vocal on the radio and adding to our culture. You know, you, you'll find somebody that's a culture fit. But then you find somebody that adds to your culture. Right. Yeah. You know, and those, those, that's the gold right yeah. there. You know? Well put, Jim. Yeah, yeah, I think Gilbert made a nice announcement Saturday, didn't exactly. he? Super Dave about being he safe. Did. And, yeah. yeah. He yeah, sure did. Good. Yeah, Jumped good. right on the radio and said, everybody have a great Saturday and let's be safe out there and let's get home and enjoy Father's Day tomorrow. And yeah, it was, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Out of the blue and it was so well said. Yeah. 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 I, I think one I'd like to add to that, Jam, is the, the permanent slip seat, you know, the two and a half percent, what we talked about is that, you know, part of that two and a half percent is that if you are slip seating and, and uh, 
Fender talked about it with Benny leaving his truck cleaner and better mm-hmm. is that two and a half percent is also to make sure it's fueled, right? You know, to do a post trip and a pre trip. True. Leave Good it clean, point, Jim. You yeah. know, here, Good here, point. here's the money. We're 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 giving you that because it's a hassle for you, but courtesy, we're paying you to be courtesy, cur- courteous, yeah. right? I mean, that's that's a touch on that. <laughs> sure. And and I, I I did know you know this week we had a driver you know he he was. You could tell he was frustrated. You might as well say upset, but he got on the radio and some trash was left in his truck and, you know, it wasn't fueled and things like that. And uh, uh, the driver that did drive it that, you know, left the the pop bottle in it or or whatever you want to say and didn't fuel it, the truck broke down. Right. And the mechanics told him to park it. Well, he didn't have a chance to fuel it and and maybe he missed his pop bottle or whatever in it. But, you know, again, I, I thought to myself that, that's what we all try to do as a, as a leadership team or leaders and stuff is you have to find out all the details. Sure. You have to verify before you just you pounce on somebody and you go, you know, what was the circumstances? Because you haven't walked in their shoes. And, and so interesting, if you're slip seating, you know, be patient, you know, you know do, do your job well because we're paying you yep. to do that. That was a hard lesson that I learned real quick here at JFW. Do your research. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Research. You just you just got to check, and and so you have all the details. Absolutely. You know, you're you're you're. Uh, oh, what's the word? You're, Perspective. You're educated, is what I was yeah. trying to spit out on, on what's going on as got best it. you can be. Well, and I, I I just for me it's still perspective, and I guess what I mean by that is I just continually I, I hear the word perspective or I think of that scenario, you know, and I think of that story that Mick told us about the guy on the subway. Yeah, I can't even get through that story. It, I know it, it touches me. We I tried. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So this guy's on the subway, and his three kids are just tyrants running around on the subway car. You know, they're going from one town to the next, where whatever their situation was, and there was a you know one of the other riders on the subway just watching these kids and i mean they were just raising cane running around bumping into people yelling screaming just just unruly as heck and the dad was just sitting there ignoring them not paying a bit of attention you know and the the passenger was like i, I can't take this anymore i can't take this anymore i'm gonna say something to the dad he can't let his kids act like that you know this is just this is ridiculous you know and what's he thinking isn't isn't he gonna raise his kids better than that and i i can't accept this and the writer goes over and Asked the dad, hey, are, are you these kids' dad? And he's like, yeah, I am. And the writer says, what are you thinking, letting them run all around? They're, they're tyrants. This is unacceptable. You can't let kids be like that. You need to teach them respect and manners. And, you know, they should be sitting in a seat, not running around bumping into people. And the, the dad looked right at the, the writer square in the eye and says, you're right. I, I need to do a better job. But their mom just passed away. And somehow I need to figure out how to tell him, and I don't know how to tell him. Mm. That's, that's perspective. Yeah, that is perspective. All that person saw was those kids out of control, yeah. and their mom just died, and their dad's trying to figure out how to tell them their mom just died. Right. Mm. Give them a little bit of joy. Yep. Yep. Somber I hate, moment. I hate, I, hate, I hate that story. Thanks for know, sharing. Yeah, it. I don't know why it means so much. But it's so, so much true. To, yeah, why it means it's so, so much. It's so true. To, it is yeah. so easy to look at a situation, and that's my point. You just looked in that truck, and you know whatever was left in there, I don't know what was left over. I don't know how dirty it was. I don't know how trashed it was because I didn't see it. Right? Yeah. I don't know what it looked like to begin with, but that perspective is you don't know what happened. Yeah, right? you, that's you, that's you my don't. point. You don't. Right? Yeah. Easy to just judge and never know. 
yep. never know. Yeah. It's it's so easy for us to judge. Sure. We is. were using the word paradigm. There you go, right. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. That you yeah. don't know the person's paradigm, what what's going on in their life, you know, what just happened to them and and all of that. So have some some empathy for yeah. that person's paradigm yeah, yeah. Or, or at yeah. least understand yes yeah. right? you know right or wrong i think about your, your story dave and the paradigm and stuff like that and, and you you get to the ten thousand times passing the gate and all that time in our, our low road and our high road but most of the time people do have a paradigm but what we concentrate on is the guy that or the person or whatever that has no excuse has no reason is just kind of like a dirt ball and that's the person that sticks out to you. And that might be only one, one person. But there's these 5,000 other people that, have, that are doing it right. You know, we, we concentrate on that drama and that one time we hit the gate. And it's hard to be on the high road and, and you know, think of a different paradigm. Yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind, most people, they're probably going through something. Right. You know yeah. I mean? No matter. Yes, absolutely. At whatever level, you know. I always say there's a lot of broken, messy people everywhere we, we go. We's messy people, right? We dude? is messy people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm raising you my know, hand. Mick brought it up too, Jam. That one, I like his. You know, nobody gets up to suck right. in the morning. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just going to suck today. No. It's not. It's nobody's goal. I'm gonna hit that block today. Yeah, it's like yeah, that, that should I think be fun. I can get a fence post today. <clears throat> yeah, maybe car or three. Huh. Yeah. 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 So crazy stuff. Next on the list, call the shop with your mechanical problems. Just make sure they can fix the problem and be prepared. We had a situation last week. Dave, you want to talk about it? Yeah. 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 Tell I mean, better I, than me. I, I, names don't matter. I'm going to not say anything about it, but we had you know, a, a driver break something on one of the trailers. It, it, in my eyes, it just wasn't a big deal. I know he called you as well, Jam. You got the same exact story. You know, Driver was like, hey, I screwed up. You know, I, I broke this, but I, I I got it back together, and looks like I'm going to be able to get the load off. And you know, both you and I, like hours apart from each other, had the story right. But I mean, I I know I've been crazy, stupid, busy lately. No excuse, but I I failed to go to the shop, right. and we actually needed parts. That when the truck got in, it I'm making it up at like 4:30 or something like that. Our shop had 30 minutes to go holy crap, we need parts, otherwise this is down. You know, I mean, it was it was truly like panic mode for the shop to keep us up and going. You know, and when you found out as well, Jam, it was the same scenario. Like, neither of us let the shop know, but technically, that's not what we do. Right. You know, that's the purpose when something's broke, you contact the shop. Right. You know, I mean, that's not... <laughs> I, I, I used the example because we were only talking about this a few days ago. You know, that's not our jobs. Right. You know what I mean? And I hate hearing that. I've, I, I mean, I regret saying it, just saying it right now, because I don't like hearing that. I know hate's a strong we're word, but... we're support. Right, we're, right. Yeah, we're supposed to be there to help. But we're and, not the correct support. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 Let so. me get the right person for you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know what? <laughs> I think I'm more frustrated in myself, because I should have been like, hey, do me a favor, call the shop. Right. Get with them, you know, when, when in actuality, I think the driver was upset with the fact that he, he damaged it or broke it or whatever the case was, which I still haven't seen the parts. I don't know what it costs. You know what I mean? In my eyes, I was like, did you hit another car? Was anybody injured? No. 
we can fix it then. Right. You know what I mean? That's always my scenario. Like, oh, good. No, no, nobody's going to sue us. We're all, we'll be all right. right. You know? yeah. We haven't I mean, hurt someone else's property. My point of view was, cool story, bro, but you could finish out the day. Great. Yeah. yeah we're <laughs> we're, we're right short trucks and short powder. Yeah. And short, how, yeah. How, how many times did we hear, okay, finish a day out and write it up? But that's a shop telling them to do that. Right. Also, if you called in your mechanic, mechanical problem on the radio, then the right people would have known for exactly. sure. And somebody yep. could have been like, hold up, will you send pictures, please? But the driver might have felt bad. He was embarrassed. Maybe he didn't want to put that on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it just slipped through the cracks. But that being said, they needed parts and the repair was delayed and yeah. all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, there, and there's nothing, you know, I ran into a situation Saturday. There's nothing wrong if you're not... If there's a failure of communication, because everybody's got their paradigm on what's going on, is questioning the shop if they tell you to come in. You know, because you're there, even if you send them a picture and go, hey, it's, you know, for example, the tire. It's really flat, you guys. It's really low. Right. I don't think I should drive it in. You know, you've, you've told me to come in, but... You know, and the, and the the big tires on the trailer and the and the air system that's a complicated system and it's a complicated tire. Those tires are badass, even low. They look all right or might sound all right or can carry the load, but they heat up very quickly because of the size of them and it ruins themselves. Yeah. The heat the heat just ca- the, kills them. And got to remember when in in that single scenario when I say single tire right versus the duals. When that tire is low, there's only two sidewalls versus a set of duals. There's four sidewalls supporting that wheel end. So when you heat up, only, all that weight is being carried by two sidewalls instead of four. It's half the strength, right? Yeah. So it, yeah. it definitely, I mean, we've, we've said it before on here. I mean, we've ran those tires low so far that they got so hot they caught on fire. Yeah, yeah, that's all that, all that rubber. And I, I think, you know, you, you guys can correct me or... or uh, you know, better suggestion, but we, we talk about that light coming on, and I, I tried to think of a way to gauge trying to tell a driver, I think if that light's coming on and going back off, the air system is probably staying with that tire, and it might be okay to drive on it, because yeah. at least it's getting it to full pressure and shutting off. But if that light's coming on and staying on, it's helping keep maybe enough air in the tire to get you to the side of the road, to get you, you know... So it doesn't ruin the rim, but if that light comes on and stays on, it's just not keeping up with the tire. We, yeah. we, we need to stop. Yeah. I guess that would be a, a good way to, to, to gauge it yeah. and, and at some point. Because what we're after is, you know, no matter what, we have a lot of production, but that tire is, I don't know what it's up to, $1,300 a, a tire or whatever. We've had nothing but increases. I'm yeah. surprised we haven't had more increases just in the last... 90 days jim because right, of the price the of fuel, fuel and right how much oil goes in a tire yep yep absolutely so our our goal is to save that tire you know main thing and and we have people here to go out and get at the shop you know yeah. that's what we're set up to do so yeah just and then and then again you know we've talked about it too and it's everybody's perspective everybody's paradigm you know when when the shop asks you a picture it's worth a thousand words but when they ask you something try to listen to what they ask and explain answer their questions you know it's like the the old navajo stick listen to what the person's asking you and then give a response on it we understand your the tarp doesn't work my tarp doesn't work for example my tarp doesn't work okay we got that but why doesn't your tarp work 
You know, have you is your is your power cord plugged in? Is the chain broke? Is the motor broke off the front? Do you hear the the box clicking? You know, there's so many things that we might be able to have another driver come over, run his power cord over, and get by if you're in I don't know Fair Play or yeah. or Morrison. So Pueblo, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many things we can we can be better at, and what we're also great at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I kind of want to just on those tires right quick, you know, because we talk about that all the time, and I always like to throw that information out there. For every one pound of air that tire's low, it picks up two degrees of heat. You know, so if you if you just take your two hands and just you can just look at them, hold them out. There's nothing wrong with your hands; they're perfectly fine. But take your hands and rub them together like you do when they're cold, and you need to warm them up. But then take and rub them as hard as you can together, and continue to rub them together. How long can you do that before pretty soon? Holy crap, my hands are too hot. I got to stop because of that friction. Same difference on those tires. Those sidewalls can only flex and bend so much when they're low. Then pretty soon they're done. Yeah. yeah That's a good analogy, huh, Dave? I love it. I it, saw you, your wheels turning, no pun intended. Well, Because he was about, about to rub it. his hands. He was. He was. He was, was. Going to practice I don't know if everybody could, could hear that in the... In the uh. Can you hear that? Those tires run at 110 <laughs> pounds, and what if you lose 50 pounds of air and there's only 60 psi in there? You can drive that down the road. Yeah, that's a hundred degrees. Right. Yeah, that's a hundred degrees hotter. Yeah. yeah. So you need to slow up. You know, you need to get someplace. You need to call the shop. We need to. Yeah. We need to see what the what the best plan is to mm-hmm. get to get. Yeah. Get it fixed. Get the stuff taken. Ten fur. Yeah. <laughs> Tempo. <laughs> Good points, guys. Ten fire. <clears throat> Soup. You have any ten four lingo for us? Although, or you'd answer in a different way to the driver. Something blank uh, driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. 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 That's just super, Dave. <laughs> That's his expressed opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Next thing on the list is we struggle to make everyone happy. Why is that? Is that a, who, is that a who wants to kick that off? Because everybody's paradigm, right? That's what we struggle with, Jan. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's because we don't try. <laughs> <laughs> or it means so much to us because we try so hard, right. and then and then we're offended. Not offended that way. Feelings are hurt that way because we're trying so hard. We definitely try. Our goal is to make everybody happy. Uh, it is a tough job to do. <clears throat> what made you send that to me, Brother Dave? Exactly what it says. I mean, <clears throat> it, as hard as we try, there's always somebody that isn't happy. You right. know, either it could be from a dispatch standpoint. It can be from a shop standpoint. You know, I can we can sit here and give you scenario after scenario after scenario as far as well, I asked to be on this, dispatch put me on this, you know, so they're upset or, you know, which Jim and I always go back to when Dave hires someone, we never promised you a run, right? We, we never said, oh, we're going to hire you to haul rock from here to the West Plant. That's your only job, right? I mean, you guys, just to pop out on yardages, Brandon, they were trying to break a record yesterday. They didn't break it. They were shooting for over 10,000 yards yesterday. They only made it to 9,400. Their record is 98. So they're still trying to break that elusive 10,000 yards. Just so everyone knows that, that's 15,000 tons. We need to move 
to replace that 10,000 yards they just batched. 15,000 tons in one day. But Dave, the plant's full. Man, the plant, <laughs> plant there's material all over here. Well, there, there's going to be somebody upset, right? <laughs> right? I mean, at some point, somebody's going to be upset. And I, right? I guess that's where no matter what? how hard we try, you know, that's that's where... Why, why are you sending me here? The plant's full. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you got to get the big picture, you know, and I guess that's all we ask for. You, you know, you I can step see out to the shop. See how come paradigm? you haven't repaired my oil leak yet? Yeah. I've had this oil leak for a week. How come you haven't repaired it yet? Um, this is ridiculous. You know, well, maybe the parts aren't in. Maybe, you know, the other four trucks that needed brakes was more important than the oil leak. Or, you know, and I'm, I'm just using examples that we've had come up in the past. You know, how c- this liner is ridiculous. You know, how come my liner hasn't been fixed? It's been like this since I got the truck or, you know, whatever the case may be. And well, it's, it's just hard. But, you know, I think we do a really good job trying to explain this is what we're up against. Communicate. You know, this is what yep. we do. And, you know, dispatch tries to explain, hey, I, I, sorry, I know you may not like that run, but, you know, 10 other people may. You know, that's what's right. always funny. Right. You can take 10 guys, three of them may not like this run, but the other seven love it. You know, I I mean, that's, we, you know, Rick Gray, I'm going to, I'm going to hound you right here. You're going (laughs) to laugh, brother. It was so good to see you last week when you were here at the shop. So I'm going to pick on you since you're fresh in my memory. But uh, you went round and round with dispatch years ago and, and we're working Linda. That's not a good run. That's not a good run or whatever this scenario may be. I want to do this. And Linda goes, Rick, you dispatch yourself. You run whatever you want to run today. Rick dispatched himself, and he come in, and he goes, that sucked. My dispatch sucked today. You know, it was like, okay, well, you know, that's that's what we're up against, right? You know, so there's there's sometimes we do the best we can, you know, and I, I guess so long as everybody knows that and, you know, back up to that perspective, back up to that guy on the subway with his kids, you know, breathe a moment, realize life isn't that bad, you know, I... I just to share, you know, just to again a little perspective. Over there at Yard Twenty Three, Jim and I reached out to a friend that that we hadn't dealt with for quite a while, and uh, just just because of of the times, right, and their business and stuff. And uh, well, I, it was they, Greg Greg Fair, yeah, Fair's they, they, they were, right? They retired. So, I mean, some people might know, remember yeah, Holland too, yeah, you I'm know, sure, Stingray and stuff. Yeah, I'm and, sure, tons of them know him. Yeah. So so Greg, I'm just BSing with him and and. He goes, hey, I don't know whether you know it, but his son, Aaron, who who they ran the business together, Greg and Aaron, and uh, Aaron was third generation like Jim and I are of, of Fairs Excavating. Their, their, Aaron's grandfather started at Dennis. But anyway, Aaron had a – Jim and I were trying to remember his age, what he, what he, what he is. I, I think he would have been 14 this year, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I think with the time passing, I'm yeah, kind he of would winging have been, it. Yeah, and he had fought some autoimmune issues, probably the way time flies. Five years ago, maybe a little longer, uh, wound up getting like an infection in his finger or something like that. He actually wound up kind of losing a couple fingers to to save his life, maybe even a couple toes. And I'm not sure of the scenario there. And this was just an amazing kid. He was just so special, and. uh yeah, his name his name was Henry, you guys, and and what Dave's getting at is he passed away. Mm-hmm. He he didn't make it from that. And after COVID, you know, and there there you go, you got perspective again, and you're trying to, you know, talk to the guy, hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a long time. And and you know, he, he tells you about his family issues and, and the the path he's walked the last few years. And you know, then he then he also told Dave that lost his 
Dennis, or I'm sorry, Dennis's wife, but Greg's mother, and she and she was older. You know, I don't know if that's a good excuse yeah. to you're three, old, you died three but, weeks later. Yeah, passed wow. away, and so yeah, you're you're you just don't know everybody's reasons. So again, you, you can't make everybody happy. You know, <laughs> take just a moment, and I, and I know you guys get tired, right? And you're trying to make money, and you're trying to do that. You've been in the truck ten hours and stuff like that, and. Maybe you didn't get the best load for you from dispatch, but what about the team? What about the group? What about what about what the, about Brandon? What about Brandon's customers? What yeah. about you know the loader operators at the plants pushing up the material? What about the customer getting the concrete on the job site? You know, and just to recap how the morning started getting that information. Then yesterday afternoon I get word that for those of you that remember Jimmy Sweetman from Sweetman Enterprises, he passed away yesterday. Actually, he passed away. The day before yesterday, I guess he went to the doctor. They did some checkup on him, said he had stage four cancer and didn't expect him to live 10 days. And he made it a day and a half and died. So I hadn't heard that, Dave. I just just learned it yesterday. But, you know, again, no excuse. Like Jim mentioned about Greg's mom, you know, she was she had lived her life. You know, I, I think it's easier to absorb a. Right. Not necessarily a parent, but an older person's passing, you know. Right. Henry hurts me. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's too close to home. Yeah. We all have a soft spot for, for kids and yeah. youth and, you know, every single one of us in this room. So, yeah, I can see where that hits home for you, Brother Dave. Yeah. For sure. 100%. So, <clears throat> be thankful. The, yeah. 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 That, absolutely. One but of the... That, I, I, I get sorry, Jim. I didn't okay. mean to interrupt you. No. And maybe you're going there. I guess. I guess when we when we talk about that, that we we can't make everybody happy. We're we're still trying to make everybody happy. That we're opening ourselves up to like a survey. Are we right. not, Jam? Yeah, I was gonna mention that. But also, one of the questions that Super Dave asked in the interview is, "Do you like being part of something bigger than yourself?" Because that's what this is. Right. You know what I mean? And it's all about teamwork here. And, you know, sometimes you got to take one for the team. You know, yeah. things may not swing your way, but it's swinging. And you either need to swing with it or you're not going to be happy, you know? So, but yeah, go ahead, Jim, about about the surveys. Yeah, just that, that I mean, it rolls into this, it Jim, that, that, you know, we're, we're able to open our, or not able to open ourselves up. We're willing to still trying to make everybody happy and trying to be a better place. We've sent out surveys mm-hmm. to get your honest opinions, and they're they're totally anonymous. They yep. when you get it, your bamboo announcement, it says so and so, and then you know this is totally anonymous, or, or or we don't know, and and it leaves you some four simple questions, and also leaves a space that you can make a comment on it. Mm-hmm. Correct, Jam? Yeah. And I, I mean, job. I think I, I I did mine, you know, in the beginning of the week there, and and we we enjoy the feedback, we we embrace the feedback, and and you know, please jump in, Jam, if you, you want to elaborate any place. But we we didn't we got a lot of positive feedback, mm-hmm. but we also got a lot of. Not a lot. Like that's a wrong word. Definitely we got not a lot. Yeah, we got a low amount of feedback, but the the feedback seemed to be pretty angry, and 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 that's a bummer. Right. I guess is all I'd like to say on that. That 
Yeah, I'm, uh, I'd love to give you some numbers and some actual comments. Yeah, go, so, go for it, yeah. <clears throat> first of all, we had a 70, I love the numbers, right? We had a 70% yeah. response rate. That is fantastic. And that was with the Bamboo announcement coming out, and I think I announced it on the podcast. That was it. Typically, we got to, I'm going to use the word harass people to be engaged in complete surveys and stuff like that. So 104 people out of 148 employees answered the survey. What's pretty cool, it breaks it down into different departments and divisions and stuff like that. So mm. 95% of the West Yard completed it. That was 20 out of 21 people at the West Yard. And then 67%. Should, isn't there 26? I mean, there's 25 trucks. Shouldn't there be Maybe. 26 people jammed? Not to argue. You're arguing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah. I do best. I feel better arguing than crying. That's yeah, sure. so perhaps <laughs> perhaps I need to get into uh, Bamboo and make sure that everybody's there is actually designated. Okay, to the oh, restaurant. yeah. No, I it's, bet. There you it's, go. It's okay. probably my fault. <laughs> okay, so that number skewed. Never mind. We're, we're, we're not looking at fault. We're looking at... <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, How can we be better by having the correct number? Yeah, so, yeah so, 20 so out of 21, I'm is, like, okay, there's 25 trucks. We're, you we're, know, bamboo doesn't lie. Bamboo doesn't lie. <laughs> Jam does. <laughs> so... <laughs> I know, I know one number that's correct because it breaks it down into different divisions and our executive team has two people in it. <laughs> <laughs> and 50% of the people filled it out and the, and the, other, and the other 50% didn't. And uh, I know Jim just said he filled it out. <laughs> Bam, did we just verify? Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, uh, I feel some weight on my shoulders. <laughs> Why are you guys always picking on me? Uh, <laughs> Out of the transportation department, 80 out of the 113 drivers did fill it out. That's out awesome. Yeah, good. So Thank you, guys. The yes. shop, the shop, 8 out of 12 people. That's great. That is good. Uh, both our safety directors. <laughs> yeah, it's just cool how it breaks it down. It even breaks it down into our Saturday groups, which doesn't matter. But I will say that uh, Group A, 77%. Wow. <laughs> so... The questions that were asked, the first one's about relationships. The question is, I feel a sense of camaraderie with my colleagues. We got an average score of a 3.6. High score is 5. It goes from 0 to 5. <clears throat> Company motivators, I, regular, I regularly receive recognition from my manager. That was our worst category, and we got a 3.0. And recognition you, you, and you've brought that up and we've heard that from some people and we, we asked the new people jam about it and I, I gotta you know again I'm on <laughs> you know this side of the fence right you know it's tough to I have to look at everybody's paradigm but in every person I've looked up in bamboo it gives you who their supervisor is and nobody's looked at who their supervisor is right I mean I don't know who my supervisor is but Here's your onboarding where you did all your stuff and it states who the supervisor is. Right. But I don't know. I guess that that's the, you know, and I, and I don't want to be that guy that's arguing with the with the facts because obviously we have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that being our low score, recognition, and that's that's something we spend hours and hours and hours upon hours on in the steering committee meetings right. to figure out more ways to recognize people. Because whether you're a janitor or the CEO of a company, everybody likes recognition, recognition, recognition. And, and validation. 
Yes. Right? So that's something we need to work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we did really good at is personal motivators. The question was, I have a sense of personal investment in my role. We got a 4.1. We also got a 4.1 in happiness. I am enthusiastic about my job. So all in all, I think we, we did well, and we've, we've kind of uncovered something we need to work on, which we are working on anyway. But let's get into some of the responses. I know we all got things to do here today, but we got some time. So happiness, <clears throat> that's joy, satisf- satisfaction, excuse me, joy, satisfaction, contentment, and fulfillment to work. Uh, one person said, super excited for the future new 23 together, we are JFW. So that guy's excited, or girl's excited about yard 23. It's a great job surrounded by great people who are really helpful and friendly. Great. After 26 years in the workforce, I can honestly say I have found where I am destined to be. I no longer wake up each morning dreading to go to work. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my career here at JFW. Outstanding. Wow. Right? Good stuff. The culture and people are amazing. I like the people I work with. Makes my day a better one. The culture at JFW is amazing. The compliments are given frequently, and they are willing to teach you if you're having issues with any task. I really enjoy being part of the JFW family. The amount of support and guidance from the leadership team, dispatch, everyone upstairs, mechanics, wash bay, other drivers is unsurpassed. I love to make an impact. Great company, good benefits. Let's see. Here's a pretty good one. Not every day is a good day. It's not always easy working with coworkers, but I'm proud to say I work at JFW. I look forward to each week, and I view Mondays in a positive manner. That's, a, that's an honest one. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Ne- it, it's never easy to work with people. No. Nope. I love working here at JFW, and coming to work to the positive and kindness from everyone makes it enjoyable. <clears throat> Here's some not-so-great ones. I believe if Fry paid better for Plan 2 and Plan 12, a lot, and I mean a lot, of people wouldn't mind doing those loads. Didn't we just bump that? One of those just recently. I know Plant 12. Friday 12. Friday 12 was bumped, right. Okay. Uh, Would like to get paid hourly. And then dispatch could be a lot better. And then this one, I don't know, this one is hateful, and I don't know if this person was sober when they read it, wrote it, so I'm not going to read it. Personal motivators. So this one was, I have a sense of personal investment in my role. So here's the agree, the strongly agrees. I enjoy what I'm doing, and I strive to do my job to the best of my ability every day. Everyone can always be better. The better the employees are, the better JFW is, and the better our customers are. All around win. Another comment. I feel I'm a big part of this company. Next. JFW has been more supportive of me and my family. They have more than earned my support and loyalty. I really enjoy my job. That's the reason I'm back, and I love working with everybody, so... Somebody who came back to JFW. I feel a sense of pride in my role at JFW, and I can foresee longevity with JFW. Let's see. So those those were some positives. We didn't really have a lot of negatives on that one. <clears throat> Company motivators. Oh, this is this is a recognition. Let's get into this because this was our low one. <clears throat> And again, the statement or question was, I regularly receive recognition from my manager. One, one comment was, I was super excited and appreciative to be... Oh, can't read that one. 
Uh, this was lacking my previous job, and now here at JFW, I've regained my confidence. I take pride in my work ethic. Any affirmation is icing on the cake. Next one. I have never had a job that showed its employees the appreciation that JFW does. Not needed to feel like I'm doing my job, but it is appreciated. Next. I do not need constant recognition for I know things get seen. Here's a somewhat agree. Not regularly, but on occasion. I know there's a lot of other employees to go around patting everybody on the back, so I get it. <clears throat> you all know I'm good at my job. No need to tell me. So here's one. And this is, here's, here's one that's concerning to me. It seems like only few get recognized and also get announced, but not all. We are in this together, so together we all need to be recognized and congratulated as a team, not as individuals. So how do we make that, that person feel included? And, and you know, as, as an, you know, feels like an, I'm arguing like Dave just <laughs> joked, you know, is from this podcast, how, how do you feel not recognized? And, and we do mention certain people, and I think this podcast, we're all concentrating on not mentioning names as such. Maybe that's something we can improve. But at the end of it, you know, thank you, everybody. Right. You know, we're trying to be better together. We're trying to change our our brotherhood and our sisterhood. And and we mention, I feel we mention, thank you as a group a lot. You know, I talked about in the last podcast about you know we passed that gate ten thousand times. We hit it once. We need to concentrate on the on the on the group of on people. On the ten thousand. On the ten thousand. Thank you. But your your question is legitimate, Jam. We're still missing that one person yeah right and not knowing the, the situation the thank you it, sorry jim go ahead no please i talk so much on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I, I, I was just gonna say maybe the thank you is just too generic thank you everybody right. that's too generic yeah right. it needs yeah. to be thank you bob thank you joe thank you right. sally thank you you know and and down the list you know i mentioned you, uh, so yeah i didn't mean to interrupt no I, go ahead I, I mentioned plant thir- or plant 13 you know yard 13 or yard 13 holy smokes how about the West Yard, okay, <laughs> and that I, we hardly ever see those guys. And I tried to go down that list of names I had a couple weeks ago and, and, and read them off. That right. You know, I, I miss those guys. I haven't seen Charlie. You know, he pops in my head forever. Yeah, it's going to be so nice having Yard 23. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take a couple of years to do it. But, yeah. I mean, even with them being closer, one of you guys mentioned just yeah, the we, other day. We, we can spend some time over there, run by there time. in the morning or run yeah. – you yeah. know, it, it's easier to check on people and, yeah. and know stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. You know, we, we developed the, the program of of touching the wives on the anniversaries. That you, sounds kind of cool. Wow. Yeah, that sounded a little bad, didn't it? Try that again. Bleep that one out. No touching. Um, let me see. Recognizing. Um, contacting. Recognizing. <laughs> Not by touching. Um you know the wives on the anniversaries of the driver's anniversary you know we do the birthdays and stuff and we've added that stuff in those are all things that everybody if you signed up on the list Mm -hmm. signed up on our you know gave us the information so we could do that so we could (laughs) recognize not touch um (laughs) 
at least I didn't say kids, right? Um, that <laughs> now, now you did. Yep. Yeah. Just had to go there. Huh? <laughs> yeah, not not. Yeah, dig, digging my grave. No more I, touching Dave, the kids, Jim. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, wives. <laughs> that's at your risk. The kids. That's a no no. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, those are the things. Again, you guys were you know to try to defend ourselves. We're trying to contact and and congratulate and and be part of recognize be part of everybody's lives so we're, we're we're trying but obviously again i'm saying it we we didn't you know recognize that person yeah and, and maybe that person hasn't been here long enough jim maybe they haven't gotten their one year anniversary shirt maybe they haven't gotten their photo in bamboo mm-hmm. maybe they haven't had their child or spouse or maybe they don't have a child or a spouse to right. get recognized or you know haven't received their birthday card at home or okay. you know whatever the case may be or maybe i'll be the ass right Maybe we're not recognizing them for what? What did they do? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, well, well they're, they're, we, we need everybody to work gets a harder to try to <laughs> improve. Does, That's does, a focus in life. Does everybody and get a trophy? Everybody needs to be a part of that. No, yeah. not 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 everybody gets a trophy, Jim. Right. It is just it's it's the fact of life. Right. Not you here. Know, not not here. Right. And and I mean, you know, we talked about it, you guys, earlier during the week and the stuff on on. Why should everybody get a trophy when, when, when you're not recognized? So here's the thing, and one of you guys said it, so it's one and the same. If one of you said it, you both mean it, right? But I'm ev- blaming Jim. Every, <laughs> everybody has an opportunity to get a trophy. Yes. And that's yes. the difference. Does everybody get a trophy? No. But everybody has the equal opportunity to perform here and to stand out and to get that trophy. Yeah, that was, that was the discussion. That's what... We want to make sure everybody knows right. that they have the possibility of getting a trophy here. Right. But we will recognize your birthday. We'll recognize your spouse's birthday. We recognize you as a team player. We love having you here. You know. Do, yeah, does, does how many people have got a safety bonus? That's recognition. Is that so if you didn't I never get, have. Right? You've not. Because it wasn't even, it was before you, Dave, or, or right. after Dave, you. Dave, that's right. because you used to run in the left lane down I 25, 70 <laughs> miles an hour through the heart of Denver. Yeah, that right. camera was screaming at you, Dave. Hammer Crazy down, man. Yeah. 92,000 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but if, if you're this person that, that happened to write that comment, have you gotten a safety bonus? That would be my question. And they're anonymous, so like you guys, maybe they've worked here two weeks. Right. I don't know. But if you're that person that wrote this comment, and got your safety bonus. What what did what did what did we try to do right. with that safety bonus? Same thing with attendance. We recognize your attendance every week if you're here every day on time and <clears throat> by that bump on Friday and the Saturday. Bump, yeah, yeah. but because you because you got that bump for just doing your job. Yeah, but, I mean, even I know that's not the recognition they're talking right. about. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, right. Exactly. Sure. No, and, but those are types of recognitions that. Right. We assume our paradigm. <clears throat> right, right, exactly. Our paradigm, their paradigm, or that person's paradigm. Yeah, not us, them, for right. sure. But. And I did say I'll be the ass. You know what I mean? I'm just showing there is a different side of this. Thing. Yeah. I want everybody to get recognized and, you know, do something yeah, for us. Recognition well, can be different for different people. Some right. people want a trophy. They want to add a boy for, you know, getting six loads to plant two, Right. Other people just want a good morning and a hello. How are you? That's, right. That's you know? what I was thinking, Dave. That that's my recognition when you sure, when you that's say what good. I mo- like. Yeah, I, when I you say good morning like the to interaction. me. 
that that's recognition. Yeah, sure. Like, you know, I how recognize are you? you every day. <clears throat> My dad used to tell me, "Some people need a pat on the back. Some people need a kick in the ass." Boy, isn't that right? And then he would say, "Some people you need know, a little bit of both." I, I got to step back to what you said a little bit ago, Jim. So I've got these little grandkids, right? You know, one of them's five, the other one's three, and they play soccer and they also play football. And at the end of their little season, they all get a trophy. And it's a participation trophy. But what that does is it encourages the kids to try again next year, you know, and to be involved. And everybody and, – and sometimes you're not involved, you know, you're, you're checked out or whatever. And so you get a little trophy, and that encourages you to say, you know what, this was fun. I got a trophy. Yeah, right? Joanne, so we need 149 trophies. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna enroll again next year. So sometimes, maybe everybody does need a trophy. I, I mean, I think at three years old, that's encouraging. But I, I had a lesson. So I used to play little league on, you know, Pop Warner or whatever, or I forget what they called it, but. I was an amazing catcher for whatever age I was. That was that's what I did the best. When it came to baseball, not that I was very good, I was a good catcher, and I loved it. And it was just it made me feel good, like truck driving does. You know what I mean? <clears throat> well, anyway, one day I got pulled out of that catcher's position, and I was put in left field. Right? I didn't think anything of it. Okay, I'm playing outfield. It's not what I want to do. Right? It was the last game of the season. The first half of the season your coaches would pitch to you underhand. The second half of the season, the kids would pitch to you overhand. And some of these kids, I mean, it seemed like they were throwing 110 miles an hour. It was probably 15, but <laughs> it seemed. And, and I was terrible at hitting, terrible. Like, I couldn't hit the ball to save my life. Last game of the season, went to the coach. Hey, you know, I would really like to catch today. Can I play catcher? And he told me, you don't deserve it. You can't hit. That hurt. Wow, you can't catch because you can't hit. Yeah, that hurt. But it was a it was a pretty quick, harsh lesson to me about, hey, you're not performing well. Wow. <laughs> you're punished. <laughs> you know wow. What I mean? Yeah. Now, that might have been the extreme. I believe that was the last game of baseball I ever played. <laughs> <laughs> I have post-traumatic stress from it, right? But it was rough back then. Yeah. I don't think that's appropriate, but I think there is kind of a middle ground, you know? Right, so. it, right. And being that ass or looking at the coach's paradigm, though, Jam, and, and sorry you didn't play again because I think that's such a loss. Right. But the coach was looking at winning. Right. You know, being having a better team. Right. And if you couldn't hit – then, then that wasn't scoring points. Right. You I know? think I was six, but yeah, yeah. I, it's a, t- it's a, God, it's there's just so much gray area. And, and Super Dave, I, the, the the trophies and like you said, Jam, at, you know, six years old or whatever, three years old and stuff. Because I did some research on that, and I told you I read some stuff about that. Is you know, does everybody getting a trophy teach you that later in life? You, you you should get a trophy, right? Because right? here, tro- here we are later in life. Right, right. and you, Yeah, exactly, and you get a trophy, you know? <laughs> so did that make <laughs> you better? Talk like- I think I, think I would have tried harder if I knew that catching was on the line. If I knew what I love to do best in baseball was on the line with me hitting, I probably would have pushed myself harder to right. learn how to hit. Right. It wasn't that important to me. Catching was important to me. Yeah, right. Well, what I want to ask is, were you a better catcher than the kid that he put in there? I couldn't answer that. 
Apparently, he wasn't a better hitter. Yeah. Right, but play, <laughs> you still have to go to bat if you're in, in the outfield. Yeah. Was, so. it, was the other kid a good catcher? He probably was. The other I mean, kid might have been his son. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I actually remember his son. I'm getting off into the weeds here. His son was a little bit older, probably three or four years older than me. He was a really good catcher and aggressive, but he was also aggressive as a person. <clears throat> he got stabbed to death. Um, oh, my gosh. Because he was a bully. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, you know, I would say that. He would never, at least he would never back down from a fight. And he was up at this place, Alley Pond Park, too, where we used to hang out and drink beer and be up to mischief or whatever. And him and a guy got into it, and the other guy stabbed him. Wow. Um, he ended up, <clears throat> my grandmother was in the hospital. Can't remember why, but she was in the ICU. Either her lung was taken out, or I can't remember. Rest in peace, Grandma. And he was in the ICU a few rooms down. Huh. So, like, I was going to visit my grandmother and his kid at the same time. Wow. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So, anyway, back to JFW business. Yeah, the, 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 the trophy part of it is, is what they were explaining was that it gave, it gave the, the students or the, the athletes, shouldn't, shouldn't say students, athletes, to know that, hey, I can still try at this, kind of like your situation, Jam, that I don't have to be a superstar and I still got a trophy, so it brought them back, Jam. Like, right. we needed to bring you it's back to baseball. Yeah, motivation. So you, motivation, yeah. you know. But again, at a, at a certain age, you can't, you just can't get a trophy for being so-so, you, you know. It does, right. it's, not, it's not fair. It's not the same. When there is this person that, maybe, there, maybe there's that person, Dave, like... Uh, Who's the quarterback? Omaha, Omaha. I'm drawing, drawing. Oh, Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. Is is? Do you think he that other person deserved a Super Bowl trophy because Peyton Manning put in all those hours, huh. learning all that stuff and becoming an expert and being kind of that that deal? But you know the the I don't know Kansas City or whoever it might be the uh, Chargers. They deserved a trophy also. Because their quarterback didn't put his many times. I don't right. know. I it's, see where you're getting at. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough situation. Yeah, it is. You know, when you do win a Super Bowl, everybody gets a ring. Mm-hmm. Even everybody like the, the water boy, I think, right? Yeah, on the yeah. on the winning team. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, I was just sitting there thinking too, even if you don't get a trophy, okay, let's say you get fired and you come home and you say, Honey, I just got fired today. And she says, that's okay. You'll get a better job. I still love you. Isn't that a trophy? <laughs> right? So you can get different kinds of trophies from different places. Right. Yeah. No matter what. Or is that I, support? That's which, a good wife. Yeah. yeah. That's a good wife. Yeah. Or husband. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know. I was just thinking out of the box right <laughs> yeah. there. Who knows? Yeah. You talk about trophies. I mean, right? everybody knows my son's a competitive swimmer. And we just talked about it the other day. I can't believe it. I mean, he's 16, but he's been on that team for 12 years. Wow. And he made the comment, he's like, I've been on the team longer than the average age of the kids on the team. And I was like, oh, that's kind of an aha moment. What I'm I'm leading up to is he's never swam in a competition that they gave away more than top 10. And when I say top 10, that's out of... There may be 500 kids there. Right. You know what I mean? And and that's that. You right. you know, and you were lucky if you got a top 10, you know, yeah. so. Imagine the Olympics, how many different medals they would have. Oh, my gosh. You know, you'd have yeah. to have, 
you know, gold, bronze. Yeah, it, you know, it's kind of funny because our CPA was here yesterday, and his son graduated, his oldest son graduated, and I asked, oh, how was, how was graduation? How did it go? You know, yada, yada, yada. And he goes, he, he was actually really funny. And he says, well, they pretty much thanked everyone. And he said, you know, they started with the valedictorians. There was 18. That was a shocker because right? in my school, I mean, granted, it was 1979. There was one. Right. The right. one well, person that had well, the best. Yeah. Hence the term valedictorian. Yeah. Right? There's only one. Right? right? Not would all the valedictorians <laughs> stand but, up. But, they, but he also broke that out, and I can't remember yeah. the words, yeah. of, of adjusted. <clears throat> they yeah, they didn't have that back then. And, well, and yeah. Well, then they had Waited. Everyone, waited. In a, yes. They had everyone stand up that had, a, had an awaited... 4.1 or above. So a 4.0 is an A grade point average. Weighted means you're taking college prep or advanced placement classes or college placement classes. So so that's a weighted. You could get a B in that class, but it holds the weight of an A. Yep. Right? Yep. So yep. they had people stand up that were, you know, X amount of kids stood up and and were had a weighted 4.1 or better. Then they had unweighted 4.1 or better. And then they had, well, you can't be unweighted and have a 4.1. So anyone with a 4.0 or above. And then he said they had everyone from like a 3.8 to a 4.0 stand up. And then everyone from like a 3.6 to a 3.8. Anyway, he said they got to the very bottom. And basically the whole class that was graduating, which did he say 700? Yeah, 700. 700 yeah. kids That's were graduating. He yeah. said basically like everyone was standing. 80% is yeah. what he said. Throughout, yeah, there, right. So right. you so know, almost I mean, everybody, almost everybody got a trophy. You know, uh, yeah, recognized. Yep. So, yeah, um, that's a tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, everybody gets a trophy. That's a tough conversation to have. Absolutely. I, I know, hope we didn't hurt anybody's feelings having it. I know we'll continue to work on recognition programs here because we did celebrate a certain group of people. Then we celebrate. We just celebrate some people, but we're trying to figure out how to celebrate more people. And we'll keep working on it. Yeah. 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 The feedback yeah. is great because yeah. we don't know what we can be better at until we find out we need to be better. That's right. Right? Yeah. So according, now we can now we can continue to focus on being better. According to the survey, out of four categories, we need to work on recognition the most. Yeah. So sure. I think that's yes. great to know. The last category is relationships. I'm just going to scan through a few of these. I think uh, I got to go to the dentist, but I got about 28 minutes to get out of here. Yeah, I got uh, about Dave, ten. You got, you got, you got to go <laughs> I was just looking at my clock. I was I was getting ready to give you the let's wrap it up. <laughs> Do you got ten? We uh, the the relationships after work meetups are becoming more common. I feel camaraderie, great teamwork. Most everybody cares. So <clears throat> there is some good good feedback here. Uh, there was a couple saying there's clicks, and then there was one comment says there are people here that don't fit our culture. I believe there's a few of those. Yeah, yeah. So, but good survey. These are going to come out once a month. I know that seems excessive, but let's say we do something this month and we recognize more people. And next month, instead of a 3.01 recognition, we're a 3.1 right. or a 3.5. Yeah. That means we improve. So that's Does why that the, mean we're making a difference? That means we're making you a difference. Absolutely. Exactly. What if the happiness goes down? You know, you pull this lever, that one, go, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd like to, that's why they call them pulse surveys, because we have our fingers on the pulse. 10-4? Ten 10-4. Four? Ten yeah. four. All yeah. right. Question from the audience. Potter wants to know, how many miles should we get out of a set of brake pads? I saw that, and I loved that question. So I'm going back in the day, prior to disc brakes. I'm going to drum brakes. Mm -hmm. Not disc, drum brakes. 
a qualified good driver should easily get 100,000 miles out of those set of brakes. Okay. They tell us with discs, we should double that life. So one or two years, basically. Easy. Easily, right? Two years. We, meaning Jim and I, we're happy if someone gets 150,000. Nice. We've had some drivers here that we've had to replace brakes in 50,000 miles. So, so our, and our, and the reason we went to the disc brakes is they're not only safer, they don't only stop faster, they're, they're a little more expensive to change, but they're easier. So, so what you lose in cost, you gain in labor, meaning, right, the guys can change those brakes faster. Uh, yeah, I I mean, we should have a bar of 150,000 miles and it doesn't matter what run you run. You know what I mean? Like, like if you're running, I don't know, Morton to plant three. I mean, you should get 300,000 miles out of a set of brakes because you're never using them. Right. Right? But yet if you're running something out of fries every day, every load, plant 12, guess what? You should probably still get easily 150,000 miles because you should be coming down the hill with never using the brakes. Now, the con to the disc brakes is they work so well, we find a lot of people using them more than the old school way of letting the engine do the braking work. So... Yeah, that is a great question, Potter. I mean, I, I just, unless Jim has disagreement there, I mean, 150 should be our bar. We, we shouldn't be putting brakes on under 150, and I know we do. Yeah, yeah, I just, you know, listening to you and talking about a conversation here is, is there's recognition. You know, should we have fuel recognition for the best fuel mileage? Should we have recognition for the most tire wear? Right. Should we have recognition for the, for the most brakes? And you know, the first thing I, I read, I thought of when I read this is, you know, he, here's our bar of 150, and you have people over it, and you have people over, under it, but it's still up to the driver, right? You know, and that's the that's the person that we have to educate on how they work, you know, how the transmissions work, how your jakes work, you know, it's not a car, it's a truck, you know. Yeah. Who's hauling? You know more weight, less weight, all those kind of things, and and what are you leaving for following distances so you're not using mm-hmm. your brakes? Yeah. You know, there's there's so many things to that. But here's the, you know, totally agree, Dave. 150,000 miles, you know, and and I personally know, you know, I can I can easily do that, Dave. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, super Dave. I know you can easily do that on the old brakes, but that's that's the difference in us and on how we drive and you know how how people drive now because they haven't learned you know or haven't been educated or or anything like that yeah right i mean we were taught when you come to a stop sign you we were taught not to use our brakes yeah we jake we jaked all the way yeah you Mm -hmm. you shifted to a stop so you didn't have to stop so you gauged it far enough out to where you jaked and jaked and then the light changed and you never stopped yeah yeah because you're because you're looking at that light you've timed that light you see what the traffic's doing the last time it was green last time it was red the you know you're looking out in front of yourself you're not just oh that's a stale light you know and then or you're looking for the stale light you Mm -hmm. know that's going to give you that where you're slamming on the brakes Mm -hmm. you know yeah so you want to hit us with the high road hauler i can do that hit us dave yeah so this actually i stumbled on this article i was actually reading another article about um, things that you need to um, do uh, on a daily basis. And then I, I clicked on this other link that came to this about making more time for what really matters. 
And you, Dave, you just mentioned a minute ago how busy you are. You know, you're so busy. And I'll tell you what, everybody is too busy these right. days, right? So yes. here we go. What is chunking? That's what caught my eye. I thought, well, chunking? What the hell is chunking? Sounds you know? like too many candy bars. Well, it, it's actually a real thing. Making, it's making more time for what really matters to you. These days, we're pulled in so many directions. We have so many demands placed on our personal and professional lives that the idea of free time usually stays just that, an idea. But what if there was a way to bring a higher level of, of efficiency to our lives? Chunking is the grouping together of information to ideally sized pieces so they can be used effectively to produce the outcome that you want without stress or shutdown. The chunking method is used by hundreds of thousands of people all over the world who have discovered the benefits when it comes to focus and freeing up more time to spend on activities that they have a passion for. Chunking is a core component of the rapid planning method. RPM is more than just a time management system. It's a way of thinking that can help you better organize your life. How does the rapid planning method work? It, it works by helping you focus your attention. Where focus goes, energy flows. <laughs> a major source of stress in our lives comes from feeling that we have an impossible number of things to do and no time to do them. When we start feeling overwhelmed by what we need to get done, we do things like create to-do lists to feel more organized, but then become frustrated by the sheer number of things on that list before we even start tackling the tasks. This often leads to the attempt to multitask, which fractures our attention even more. No matter how skilled you are at handling multiple details, most people can only focus on a limited number of things at a time. When most people are learning, they tend to remember things that are grouped into threes. Uh, uh, anything above three chunks becomes too much for us to remember. Chunking takes advantage of our brain's natural tendency to see patterns and to organize and group information. So start by capturing. To begin the chunking process, you must get the ideas out of your head and onto paper or into a computer or mobile device, anywhere you can record your thoughts. We call this process capturing. Remember, human beings are able to focus on a limited number of things or tasks at once, and choosing your focus is a necessity if you want to accomplish anything. Document the ideas, meetings, and communications you need to handle and the required results, and I think that's very important. Not only write your ideas down, but write your required results down as well. Consider the stage of chunking as a dumping ground for your thoughts. Next, look for commonalities. Now that you've captured the things that you are uh, a must for you to accomplish, the next step in the chunking method is to begin looking for commonalities. What items relate to each other? What items can you group together? Work, health, relationship, etc. Relate it to your purpose. Relating your list to your ultimate purpose is essential. Now that you've used uh, the chunking method to group your items together, it is easier to see the result that you desire. When you start thinking of your to-dos as clusters of desired outcomes, you will, stress, you will keep your stress at bay and learn to focus on your greater goals rather than getting overwhelmed with the minute details. Then you become driven by your purpose. You'll come up with more effective plan to get there, which leads us to our next step. Take action. Rewards come from action, not discussion. 
Top business leaders, athletes, entrepreneurs, they know that making lists and chunking can only get you so far. You need to see, to see real results, you must take decisive action. Eliminate tasks that don't get you closer to your goals. Focus on the ones that do. Focus on the ultimate power that can change the way we think, the way we feel, and what we do in any moment. When we change our focus, we change our life. So what is chunking? It's a method to cut back on details that make your life, excuse me, it's a method to cut back on details and make your life more manageable. It helps you to stop being reactive and start being proactive by deciding in advance which things you want to focus on. So start chunking today and uh, shift your mindset to focus on a brighter future. And the quote today is all about that too. Um, you see in life, Lots of people know what to do, but very few people actually do what they know. Knowing is not enough. You must take action. And that quote is by uh, Tony Robbins, who is a motivational speaker and author. Um, that is actually the guy that this article is from. So Sweet. Awesome. Pretty good stuff. Like yeah, it. good stuff, Dave. I like the part about dumping. That dumping. Was awesome. dumping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dumping on my chunking. But what's chunking? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Brother Dave, you got final thoughts before you go? Yes. I would like to say thank you to everyone. <laughs> I don't want that to be generic. You know what I mean? I want to thank the wash bay. I want to thank the night crew. I want to thank the day mechanics. I want to thank each and every driver. I want to thank dispatch. I want to thank Noah that's been working on our yard maintenance. I just want to thank everyone involved with JFW, and, and, and that's truly heartfelt. And I, I guess I want to think of, you know, I want to understand their paradigm, just like the guy on the subway who just lost his wife and was letting his kids run around. Right. You know, maybe they have a stressful time at home. Maybe they're behind on money. Maybe, you know, I need to understand their paradigm as much as we need to understand theirs. So, you know, I, I, I truly, you know, all of us in this room are blessed for each and every person that works here because they're, they're a chain in the, or they're a link in the chain of our success. Mm. Without them, our success is broken, yeah. and I just I think it's very important. So, yeah, thank you, everybody. Yeah. You forgot admin. I did forget admin. Thank you, admin. <laughs> Anybody else? Help me out. See? Thank you. <laughs> Billing, HR, uh, what else? Safety department. People operations. <laughs> People operations. Everyone. That guy coming by to fix our water line. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Like that. Thank those four-wheelers out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jim? Yeah. For not running into me. Yeah, Jam. Like, <laughs> Dave kind of stole mine. That's, uh, ah, that's stole what, the thunder. Yeah, you can't think of one more person to thank than me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have forgotten someone, Jim. <laughs> thank you, Dave. <laughs> Thank you, Jose, and good morning. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> Thank you, Jose. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't be making fun uh, of that. Man, that one has legs. <laughs> yeah, was, that stuck around much better well, than I love Super Dave. <laughs> uh, our CPA yesterday, Jam, just not to get off here right quick, but, you know, we always talk spitballing, right? Right. Right. What was, what was Dave's yesterday? He, don't hang on to this. Yeah, don't hang on to this, Jim. Or don't. <laughs> so I'm not like going to be spitballing anymore. I'm just going to say, don't hang on to these words, or don't hang on to this. <laughs> just, just an idea. Okay. But uh, yeah, again, uh, I guess the only thing I would add to that, or if I was going to reverse that, is an apology. If I've missed saying thank you to somebody, or or you don't feel recognized, I'm I apologize. You know, that's not. 
that's not how it was meant. Yeah, at, we can do better all. at that, right? Yeah, Jim? we can we yeah. can be better. And and then then the thank you would be thank you for your feedback. You know, awesome. I know it was on a, uh, anonymous, but it still takes courage to write something down, and it still takes part of your valuable time. Yep. So I like that soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a uh, couple different things on the same thought. First, I'd like to thank Jackie for. Uh, giving me recognition for 36 years. Putting up with you. Right. Yeah. right. But it, just like a marriage, life goes up and it goes down. There's mm-hmm. cycles to everything. And you, it's up to you to work through those down cycles and create the up cycles again. And they will return if you're on a down cycle, whether it's in a marriage, uh, at work, or you know a life process, whatever, it doesn't matter. You keep working hard and you can turn that cycle around. Nice. I like it. Nothing is instant, is it, Dave? Nothing is instant. Nothing is instant. Man, oh, some, man. Some things Very are faster true. than others, but, I mean, this career, this career and what we do, you know, I mean, I've, I've got 35 years in and Jim's got 40. I mean, it, if this was fast, yeah. right? We're in the wrong industry. I could testify things don't happen very quickly, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Not I'm, quick for a trigger man. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned I've learned some valuable lessons on slowing down. Let's just say that. My final thoughts, I'm gonna roll it back to my uh, my church service this weekend. They were talking about grit and purpose and pain. And we started talking about pain a little bit earlier, and you never know what people are going through. Anyway. <clears throat> the the lead pastor Sean he he spit out four short prayers I'm gonna read them the first one God you've got me here help me to embrace it and find purpose in it the next one God I pray that you would put people and opportunities in my path that I can help because of the pain you've brought me through help me find purpose in my pain number three God I'm really hurting right now so who can I help God I'm really struggling. So who can I serve? And then the last one, God, help me embrace how you've made me and use my gifts for an eternal purpose. That's my final thoughts. Thanks, everybody. We'll yeah, talk to you, you again next week. Thanks, everybody. Have, Have a great, great week. week.